the more you advance when you go to the forest, the more trees you see. Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is The Podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app Nosby. Or whatever else comes to our minds. And today we'll talk about Nosby more because today we are celebrating a decade. Wow, a decade. Yeah, just, you know, 10th anniversary, 10th, you know, birthday. Yeah. Happy, I, happy birthday, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday to you too. Thanks. I, I'm, I'm just so happy. This is, um, like on one hand, it was just another day at the office. You know, we, we, we had our design fight. We, you know, we did the usual things. We worked on product. Um, but on the other hand, wow, 10 years, you know, what a, what a milestone. Uh, and especially in the technology industry, which, you know, the, the fads go quickly, technologies change quickly. And we have this app that stayed, uh, you know, the test, to the test of time for 10 years now. Yeah, that's just what I wanted to, to say. It's astonishing uh, to, to me that, that this happened. Um, it, it, the, the, long, the longevity is something to, to be celebrated. In our industry, companies rarely last that long. Big companies do. Small startups either die or go big or get acquired. And people try things and and they die or their companies do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's be, yeah, 10 years from, you know, humble beginnings. And throughout all this time, all the technology change, it stayed profitable. It stayed alive. It kept growing, not at a hockey stick growth that, that our industry um, grew to expect, but at its own pace. And that's fine too. Yeah. And I mean, and this is one of the, you know, one of the words of wisdom I can share here after 10 years is that, um, you know, it's, it makes, it pays off to be there, to be in this, uh, uh, you know, for the long haul, you know, and it's, you don't have to, you know, uh, launch now and go big now or go bust. You know, you can, if you do something useful, if you do something which people appreciate and are willing to pay for and are willing to spend, are, are willing to spend time on, then, uh, then you've got something and uh, just keep pushing and keep improving. Yeah, I think technology entrepreneurs, they're overly focused on all these unicorns, all those like startups that, that went big and went through an IPO and they, and they see it as the only way uh, to go. So it's like go big or go bust, right? So you grow like crazy, but not in profit, but in revenue. You, you keep growing the user base, you keep growing the eyeballs, all that stuff, but you don't have the fundamentals. You might look like you're, like you're growing very fast and sometimes it works, but the vast majority of time it doesn't. And it's also um, a, a possible strategy that's not commonly appreciated which is you grow slowly, you grow organically, you always stay profitable. And this way you can be a technology company and last 10 years and, and longer. Like we're, it feels like we're just getting started. Yeah, it does feel like that. I, you know, after 10 years, uh, people still ask me, you know, I saw you, Michael, you were still working on this, on this tiny app there, you know, this thing that you were working on. <laughs> yes, I am. Aren't you bored? I mean, 10 years? Uh, no, <laughs> just quite the contrary. It's, it's with this, it's like there's the saying in Polish, we have this saying that the more you advance when you go to a forest, the more trees you see, you know, and, and this <laughs> is, 
and this is what I what I see now. The the more we advanced in, in in technology and in what we can do as far as productivity and team productivity is concerned, I think you know there's still so much to do and there's still so much to be done. Yeah, I've been just today looking back at our history, uh, only part of which I I experienced uh, actually working here, and it's it's amazing to me like seeing these antiquated technologies things that look so bad so ugly are so primitive but we're the the humble beginnings and now i see what we have here and it's an amazing contrast and uh the the history you see like in in the blog posts we're we're publishing are are only showing uh, the past and uh, the 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 two of us and the whole team we're, we're looking in the, into the future like we're seeing this slice of the timeline but in our minds, what, what we're seeing are, are the ideas brewing for improvements and, and the step changes that will make the current Nosby look as antiquated and, and feel as primitive as the first versions look to us now. Exactly. It's like at every point in time, you think you're on the cutting edge. But after just a few years, <laughs> the, the old thing seems so old and the new thing seems so new. And yeah, um, in, in, in our last, last reunion, we were talking about... Uh, uh, the future of Nosby, you know, what we have uh, planned and the plans for 2017, for this year and 2018 and beyond. And uh, so <laughs> when you have a profitable business that, that makes sense, that have customers, you can plan ahead and you can plan these things and you can see uh, past, you know, next week. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you forgive me uh, teasing all of our listeners, the plan is very ambitious and you'll like what you'll see. Exactly. So coming back to the roots uh, and, and um, you know, uh, what I really liked uh, about our history is that it's really entangled with the whole change in the computing industry because Nosby mm. was founded in 2000, uh, I mean, it was launched in uh, as a beta program in 2007, in the February 2007, just a little less than a month after Steve Jobs announced the iPhone. So it was really... Uh, the whole history with the iPhone, it's, 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 you know, we know that now that the iPhone revolutionized the, the whole industry. It, it changed the way we look at this, at a telephone, at a mobile phone and at a computer. And, and uh, throughout the history, throughout these 10 years, the iPhone changed um, and also Nosby changed within it. So it was, uh, it's um, like going back, it, it, we will have, we'll share a few stories today, like how, how this impacted, you know, our decisions and everything and how... Um, how it also makes uh, working on Nosby so exciting because the, the, the technology is improving and us, instead of fearing this change, we embrace it and we love it and it just you know, gives us more motivation to work on it. Yeah, so 10 years ago in 2007, the smartphone, which is now pretty much defines our current era of computing, it was not there. The iPhone was just announced, but it wasn't there. No one had it. And and even after it was actually launched, like like people still didn't see where it leads us. In 2007, the cutting edge was the desktop and the web. And in 2007 was was the time of um, I would say maybe a bit of a, a renaissance in the web, where you had uh, you know AJAX and all these like JavaScript technologies making uh, web pages exciting again, and, and and people started building web apps, and it was like Web 2.0. Uh, maybe Web 2.0 was a bit later, but it, no, it, it was, was it was this moment of Web 2.0 exactly. Yeah. So let me share a story there. So, like the, the beginnings of Nosby, I I built Nosby um, 
in 2005 the first version of NOSB using PHP and MySQL. So just like two base technologies. And it was really crazy. It was a weekend project. I did it because I needed something uh, to, 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 to save my tasks and projects. And I didn't like Microsoft Outlook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go figure. And th- the best part is was that the first version of NOSB, which I did for myself, was like every time you would change something, you would you would have to refresh the page. So you have to just save and it would just refresh the page. Like the entire mm-hmm. page would be refreshed, the whole, entire list of tasks would be refreshed. So it was my first version of NOSB. It was ugly, as you might assume, but and but it was really useful. And but this is when this is when I started to get interested in this new technology, as you said, in this new wave of, of the web being you know sexy again of Web 2.0. I saw the JavaScript uh, being more something more than just you know a count on counter or or some you know pop up uh, thing. And I remember um, I, I I was uh, reading this blog by um, now Basecamp, but then Thirty Seven Signals. Signals versus noise, and I was just impressed by their web apps. They had the Basecamp and the Backpack, and I, yeah. I remember these two were just for me amazing. You know, they were just amazing apps, and I was blown away. Yeah, today the the, the classic version of Basecamp looks extremely old and and ugly, I would say. But but at, at the time, it was so cutting edge. Like it was it was so good in the way it used the. Uh, the capabilities of the web at the time and its its simplicity, the 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 way this design was clean, the clear copywriting, it, it they they were, you know, thirty seven signals was was a big inspiration for a lot of people uh, doing uh, web development at the time. Yeah, and for me, for me, I, what I really liked was their um, second product was Backpack which was very similar to what I was building. So uh, it was like it had uh, pages, you know, with to-dos and and notes and files. And I had um, projects with tasks. So it was a pretty similar structure. But what I had was the GTD component, the getting things done component, which was that you could star um, a task and this would show up in the next action list. It it wasn't called priority then, it was called next action list. But for me... um, what I really liked, as, as you said, you know, their clean design and also their technology stack because they were using the, the newest JavaScript, you know, technologies. So I remember really I was almost you know, debugging their source code of their of their website to see how mm. they do it, you know, to see just how <laughs> they are doing this, you know, which kind yeah. of you know functions they're using, how they are using these functions. Like it was, I I remember it was like you know uh, peeling off the, an onion, you know, it was like you know just trying to get to the bottom of it, and then. Um, it was great that they uh, published the prototype JS library um, yes. for free, so we could use it. So I, I used that. Uh, so I used very similar technology as they did, and I kept uh, improving my uh, my application. So for me, the first two years, from 2005 to 2007, before I launched Nosby, it was just a technology playground. I was just playing with this. I was having fun, enjoying as you said, the greatness of the web and the fact that you don't have to refresh the entire page, that only some certain parts of the page can be refreshed and then you can see this and it just looks, you know, magical. Yeah, and let me reiterate one point. You actually built the version, the first version of Nosby yourself. You wrote it in PHP. So like you you, you weren't just a, an idea guy who had an idea <laughs> and wanted to make a startup, a business, because that's fancy now. Like, like no, you had an, an, a real problem. Uh, you were um, contracting at the time. Yeah. And you needed a tool to get yourself organized. And you built it scratching your own itch, which is also another like piece of um, 
philosophy that I think for both both of us, Forty Seven Signals was you know was the source of of this inspiration, this idea yeah. to build things. That, that scratch your own itch, not trying to invent a niche for other people because you know your own uh, needs and desires, your own problems uh, and how to solve them best. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the parallel, again, with, with 37 Signals guys, they already had a project management application called Basecamp. They had a mm-hmm. kind of, you know, thing management application called Backpack. So Nosby was not a copy or a direct competitor to them. It was a different idea you know i had my own idea i was just i just loved the way they executed and i wanted to execute also the similar in a similar nice way but i had to do completely like a completely not but a, a different idea of how to go about it how to scratch my own edge how to build something for myself so very often we overestimate how special we are um we are not that special i mean if in a way that if i had a, an itch I, I had a problem and i i wanted to s- solve it it doesn't mean that I'm on the only person on this planet who has the same problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there will be lots of, you know, Michaels, you know, in, in quotation marks. So lots of people who will have the same problem and will want to go about the same way. And this is why eventually after, you know, playing almost for almost two years with this, with this technology, with this, with my own Nosby, with this uh, whole idea, I decided to launch it because I thought, you know, if I like it so much, if it works for me, if it helps me get things done, maybe somebody else will like it as well. So what you're saying is uh, 2007, uh, February 1st, was, was the day you you launched Nosby publicly, but uh, you actually started working on it and, and using it for your own, uh, your own projects long before that, right? Yes, yes, two years. <laughs> two years. So, so, so in reality, like the, the very like, early roots of Nosby are actually 12 years back. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> exactly. So, so I was, uh, I wasn't really fast, you know. And again, I, I wasn't because I, I, I wasn't sure. I mean, I was a good contractor. I was, I had a good, you know, <laughs> salary. I mean, salary. I had good clients, and I was being being paid pretty well. So, I, but I always dreamt about having a product. But I didn't know if Nosby will be that product because before mm-hmm. Nosby, I had a few product failures. <laughs> I did a few other products, and I failed um, several times. Uh, so I wasn't sure if this Nosby will become my product, but at some point I just realized I like it so much. It works for me. It's useful. And maybe useful is the key here, is the key word, you know? Maybe I should, you know, put it out and you see if it catches on. Yeah, and I think you were quite lucky that uh, your your app was picked up by some, some uh, relatively, like, popular publications, right? Yeah, I mean... Lucky, uh, lucky, good timing, good being, good uh, being in a good place and a good time. Because at that mm-hmm. time I was pretty active in in the whole GTD community. So I was um, I was uh, um, following lots of getting things done blogs, uh, lots of getting things done discussion forums, and I was active there. So people knew me a little bit. Um, Otherwise, otherwise, I was completely unknown. I was this, you know, twenty-something, uh, uh, um, you know, guy in an apartment in Warsaw trying to do something on the internet. So really, uh, I wasn't very well known. I didn't have a platform, a blog, or something like that. I, I had nothing. Um, but I announced this uh, to, to, you know, to my friends on these discussion boards and and on the on these blogs, uh, asking for feedback, uh, and then. 
by accident, as you said, uh, one of the community members was a very prominent blogger and he just wrote about Nosby out of the blue without asking me about it. He, he signed up for our account. He, I think he was one of the first 10 people or, you know, I don't know how many people who signed up for Nosby in the first week. And he just wrote about it. And from there, it's just avalanched to, to a very nice, um, you know, stream of articles about Nosby. Uh, back then, there were a few prominent getting things done or productivity um, uh, blog blogs like Lifehacker was just taking off, so mm -hmm. it was it wasn't that difficult to get featured there. So uh, get some it was very quickly. I think in the first month we got two thousand users, so um, it was pretty pretty fast. Were you charging for the service from from day one? No, I did. I even did a mistake, a kind of mistake. And when you think about it, what I did was I said. I didn't know how how it's going to catch on. I had no clue. I didn't know if 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 I'm going to have you know ten users or you know one thousand users or you know million users. So what I did was um, I just decided to you know just launch it you know calmly and allow everyone to have only five projects. So just five projects and that's it. You know, no more. And. Mm -hmm. After after the first articles appeared and I, I got the first stream of users, I was bombarded with emails saying, Michael, I, I mean, are you nuts? We want more projects. Five projects is not enough. Give us more, more projects. Uh, and but I was you know I I, I launched it in a, in a small a small server I didn't know if, it's, if the server was gonna you know uh, um, make it and uh, but because people were asking for it I decided maybe let's let's give it a try and what I did was something. Mm, um, unusual in the startup world, but usual if you're following 37signals and other companies like this, I decided to, to, to launch paying plans without charging for them because I didn't have any charging infrastructure or anything like that. So I said, you can upgrade to a pro plan with more projects. Uh, it will cost you this and I made up a price, but not <laughs> now, you know, uh, in a few months. <laughs> so, so people upgraded for free to these new plans and started using those more. So that was, that was the whole plan. And then after a few months, uh, I saw that people are picking up, are upgrading for free. So there might be a market there, you know. I mean, they know. They, 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 I mean, they had to really upgrade. They had to really click on a button to upgrade without paying anything. And, um, and, uh, and they, had, they saw a price there. So they, they knew that at some point I will be charging for it, which I think is a good way to go instead of just, you know, uh, Many startups and many companies did the opposite. They would just give all the features away, and then at some point we said, "No, no, no, no! Now it's a feature we charge for. So now you will have, you will be paying for this." I upfront said, "This is going to be a pro feature, I think. So I'm going to charge this. So you can upgrade, but for now it's free." And only in May uh, of 2007, I uh, launched the paying plans. I used only PayPal. Uh, it back then it was. Um, it's a Polish, we are a Polish-based company, so back then it was hard to get a good merchant account and be mm. able to get credit cards. Now you can do it really easily, but back then it was really hard. So I started with PayPal and I launched the paying plans uh, in, uh, on the May 14th of 2007. And, uh, and I had 5,000 users back then and only 100 paid. Okay. So really paid the money on, in the first week. But on the other hand... Hell, I got 100 customers. Yeah, and and paying regularly, like uh, you know, from from day one that that we were charging, it was a monthly service, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was. I launched uh, monthly 
I think, and yearly plans. So they could choose uh, either of these. But um, yeah, there was uh, already was uh, I had you know hundred paying customers. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember how much were you charging? Five five bucks a month, ten bucks a month. Yeah, I think it was the, the the first plan was five bucks a month for 30 projects. So I think there was, because mm -hmm. now it's, uh -huh. you know, in Nosby it's unlimited projects uh, with the first t t t tier. But back, th back then, the first tier was 30 projects, I think, then was 100 projects, then was unlimited projects. It was like they, we had like mm. three tiers based on projects because back then to that Nosby was just a personal tool. There was no project sharing, no collaboration, no teams, nothing like that. It was just a personal you know, getting things done tool. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that that some of these little things uh, have persisted those ten years, like the limitation for five projects on the free account. Yeah, um, as far as I can remember, that's always been the same. So you said you start with it, and that's still here. Free account, five projects. Yeah, it's 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 it stayed the same. And then and then the best part was that. Mm, uh, I was um, I, I, I got lots of feedback from users, and it, and, and I remember uh, um, that I started working on a on a on a mobile version. But mm -hmm. mobile version back then was like you know this really <laughs> very basic HTML mobile version, and it was called Nosby.mobi, and there was <laughs> this domain.mobi, and I bought the domain.mobi, and I did the mobile version, and it was yeah it was you know something mobile version of Nosby. Um, but uh, but right after I started charging, like uh, after May, uh, what happened was there was June, and in June uh, the iPhone launched in the states. Yeah. So what 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 you're saying with the mobile version that's very different from what we think of as mobile apps now. I mean, first of all, it wasn't an app. Second of all, it was not for for a smartphone because those didn't exist. Like literally, the iPhone has have not launched. So it, I, I assume it was like some some simple like uh, menu based interface. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Very simple wow. menu based. And um, I had to admit that back back then I I was uh, um, a proud owner of a smartphone. My smartphone was Nokia Communicator. Wow. It was this, you know, uh, laptop kind of mobile phone brick thingy. It was um, interesting. Yeah, I, I saw one of those uh, many years before. That's like right now. It it just it, it seems ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Now it does, but uh, back then it was the best. You know, I I could you know type emails and things like that. It was amazing. I had my GPS there, like fantastic. Um, but anyway, the iPhone launched, and the best part was that. Because um, I I launched Nosby in English. Um, I launched Nosby in English because this is interesting. Because you know we're both both Polish. We have this mm -hmm. podcast in English. I launched Nosby in English because I was um, in this getting things done. You know communities and people understood getting things done in, in in the in the USA, and they wouldn't understand it in Poland. I mean you know now they do, but they wouldn't that back then. So what happened was that my customers were on the other side of the pond. I was in Poland, in Central Europe, and they were there in the US. And the best part was that they started asking me, so uh, where, where will be, um, when will uh, a Nosby mobile version, uh, web version for the iPhone launch? <laughs> and I was like, cool, yeah, uh, soon. Uh, um, I have no way of getting an iPhone. I don't even have a Mac. Um, I have an old, uh, you know, uh, Toshiba laptop. Um, what should I do now? So what I did back then, you could get Safari on the on the Windows. Mm, yeah, you could. So I got Safari on Windows, 
and there were some emulators and things like that. And there was some, you know, IUI, so kind of, you know, a sample of JavaScript libraries for the iPhone. And based on that and on customer feedback, I built uh, iNosby. So a web wow. version, Nosby web app for the iPhone. People don't don't remember this, but the first version of iPhone, they didn't really have apps. It was just what it was built in with. And the only way to build quote unquote apps was uh, with the web interface. So you, you faked how iPhone apps looked, but in Safari. And the API, the, the, the software developer kit for apps launched only in late 2008, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was you know, <laughs> cool. I was building an app, uh, a web app for the iPhone without having an iPhone, without having seen an iPhone. I just saw it, you know, on the, on the news and, you know, on the web. Uh, and the first time I got to use iNosby, it was iNosby.com, it was iNosby on the iPhone, was in September of 2007 when I went to San Francisco for a conference. It was the mm -hmm. first time I, I could, you know, after three months of launching it, I could <laughs> use it on the iPhone. Okay, so let's move forward to 2008. Yeah, 2008. Uh, first of all, 2008 was the was the year I decided to go on Nosby full time because up until 2008, I wasn't. It wasn't my main um, source of income. I mean, I was still I, w I was still hesitant if it's going to be my thing. Although you can already tell that I really loved working on it. So, <laughs> so. Uh, I was being reasonable, but I knew that Nosby will become my job at some point if it makes make, makes financial sense. But in 2008, uh, I um, uh, I decided, you know, uh, we got a, a few awards, like of some blogs said that Nosby was one of the best apps of 2007, whatever. So um, in 2008, I got, you know, we got more users, and this is where I hired Tom, our first programmer, and mm -hmm. um, part time. Uh, he was a student, uh, and uh, and I hired him, um, and uh, we started working together, and uh, it, you know uh, it was for me a very hard decision because I had to give him my beautiful source code <laughs> of, of, of Nasby, like my whole baby, you know, my whole thing that I built. Uh, I, I gave it to him, and uh, uh, you know, and he started working on it with me. So it was it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, and also I, I imagine this might this must be a very difficult um, a very difficult transition for an entrepreneur. Like now, when we have like twenty two or, or something people, when you hire another person, that's like you know that's not a huge change. But when you go from zero employees to one employee, you you might have to like give up half your income. So like suddenly, like half of, of the money you make from your business just disappears because you hired someone yeah and then um, and it was it was a good fit because uh, uh, tom was still studying and he wanted a new challenge and uh, he was already known in poland as a as a very good programmer so um for me it was uh, he was a very good hire and on the other hand um because i hired him half time you know not not full time i could afford him <laughs> yeah. so it was good and um and yeah so it was it was really difficult it was really difficult but uh, as you can see already from this theme i was really mindful of the revenue of you know not spending too much money you know and um and only at the end of 2008 i bought my first mac i bought my uh, macbook air so uh, it really took me a, <laughs> a substantial you know amount of time to really you know get a mac as well so yeah 
<laughs> and in 2009, I hired the first customer support representative, Delfina. She's still with us as well. And mm -hmm. uh, so, up, so for the first two years, I was the customer support of Nasco. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A programmer and a customer support. That's difficult to imagine today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a very uh, rewarding experience because... Um, I had to really learn this because you know customers would um, you know would write me angry emails and I would have to understand that when they are angry it doesn't mean that they're angry at me but because <laughs> they are actually invested in the in the in the in the thing they like it but they like it but something is wrong so they are angry you know I I had to really understand how this works that you know that I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't reply if I'm angry I shouldn't reply right away I should think about it uh, like all these things it was a like roller coaster ride but yeah the first uh, two years of Nalspi it were just three of us Delfina Tom and me and then later we started hiring more people and I think in 2009 um, you also hired some people to make the first real iPhone app yeah, I, I this one I like, like I was really proud that in 2007 I I jumped on the iPhone bandwagon very quickly. So I did the web app very early on and I got lots of press for it and you know it make it made perfect sense. But I totally because the the iPhone SDK, the the apps, the the Objective C was so foreign to me, I I totally uh, missed the 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 early App Store. Like I have to admit it was uh it was a mistake. I should have seen it coming. Uh, I didn't. So in 2009, I was trying to, to to launch the first iPhone app, and we did. I hired uh, contractors from Vietnam, <laughs> so like totally wow. like freelance contractors. Uh, there were not lots of people in Poland who would know iPhone programming because it was mm -hmm. so new. And the iPhone, I think, only launched in Poland in 2009 or something like that. It was just really yes. late in Poland. I think with the 3G or 3GS and launched in Poland. 3G, yeah, but pretty late. So so nobody in back here knew how to program for the iPhone. So uh, I had to hire from, from you know, foreign country. I couldn't afford the American uh, engineers. So I hired the Vietnamese ones. Um, and it was okay. We had something <laughs> to show off, but it wasn't yeah. really a great app. But, uh, but only in 2010, when, um, when, when I joined forces with a few people, people in Poland, the Macroscope guys, we, we decided to, 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 I gave them the code from the Vietnamese guys and we, we, I mean, they refactored the code and, and they worked on it and they built the, the iPhone app and an iPad app. And with the iPad, we did launch pretty early because the iPad launched in uh, April of 2010 and we had our app on the App Store for the iPad, I think in May or June, so pretty early on. And this was also a very good uh, idea because because then we were the we had you know the full stack the web app and the iPhone mm -hmm. app and the iPad app. So I, I've never actually used any of those, but there's still like a separate entry in iTunes Connect for the the, the original app, yeah. uh, and the screenshots of it. I mean, you have to see it. They look atrocious, really bad. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. On but the other hand, the Macroscope app, um, they, they they're they're still making it. So we have our own app, and we're like we're not, you know, we're not promoting the Macroscope app, but they still just keep maintaining it on their own and sell like sell sell the app as a paid app. Um, yeah, it's it's called it to uh, I think to do list for Nosby or task list for Nosby, something like that. Yeah, that must have been really useful before we had the capability to make our own. Um, iPhone app uh, in-house. Yeah, and uh, over there, I also, um, I have to admit that over there, um, 
a few, quite a few people told me that um, what I did with 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 these guys because we did we, we did we, I had no expertise doing iPad and iPhone apps and they were starting 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 fresh and they wanted to have a cool product to show because they wanted to be this software house that 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 makes uh, you know Mac and iOS apps and what we did there was that they made the app for for free for me so I didn't pay for them for their engineering mm -hmm. work but they put the app on the app store as a paid app and they would get all the profits because mm -hmm. I would I, I for me the, the my my idea was to get profits from the subscription from Nasby subscription and at, back then 2010 I thought you know uh, that iPhone iPad apps are these additional apps they're not the main thing you know they are just these additional hmm. things now which is quite the contrary but back then it was the the common knowledge that the iPad and iPhone app are just nice additions to your main web app to your main web 2.0 service so mm, I think what I did there, you know, many people say, you know, you shouldn't do it, you shouldn't, you know, uh, give your IP away and things like that. But at that time, I didn't have funds to 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 build it in house. I didn't have the the money. I didn't have the expertise, and they had it all. Uh, I could focus on developing Nosby, uh, and they could focus on doing the the iPad and iPhone app. And for them, it was a win. They were they had already an existing user user base. Uh, of our of our of my customers who could buy their their iPhone and iPad app, and I had an iPhone iPad app as additional things that I could show as marketing wise. You know, we have this thing and we are this complete package, and people really didn't mind paying additional money for the iPhone iPad app back then. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a win 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 situation. The customers were happy. The the, the the these guys were happy. I was happy, and and we worked uh, very well for the next I think three years until we decided, you know, it's time for us to start building this thing in-house and then and, and moving on. Yeah, today it seems almost short-sighted to think of these these apps as just like gadgets and outsource it for like a different company to make and, and sell on their own. Uh, but I still think like it was probably a, a good thing at the time, you know, considering the constraints that were in place, it was a pretty good deal. Yeah, and what... what what, what we didn't know back then was that it will give me additional leverage to become big in Japan. <laughs> so, oh. Yes, because at that time, I mean, in, in the summer of 2010, I remember that summer very well, um, uh, suddenly I was browsing through Twitter and there were lots of tweets about Nosby in Japanese. And I was like, what the heck? I mean, I mean, why would anyone use Nosby in Japanese? I mean, I don't speak Japanese. Nosby is just in English. Um, <laughs> And I'm just getting started of, you know, to translating Nosby into Polish, maybe, but Japanese. I mean, what are Japanese people using Nosby? And then I saw the, the signups and lots of signups from Japan. I was like, what is this? And then I realized there was this blogger in Japan who was writing a book about creative working on the iPhone and an iPad. And he found Nosby. And Nosby, ah, and Nosby also had the, the additional thing that we were also, um, I was a big Evernote user and I'm still, I still am Evernote user. So we did an... Um, a collaboration with Evernote that you know Evernote notes notes would sync with with Nosby account. So he found Nosby as an as a great example of of uh, using Nosby with at Evernote and also using Nosby on the iPhone and iPad. And he wrote uh, a book about uh, collaboration about working on iPhone and iPad. And the first chapter was on Nosby. And it was and, and accidentally it was the chapter that he would give for free as a PDF on his website. So. 
like I got lots of press from Japan from this Japanese user and 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 uh, but because of this timing, you know, we had the Evernote integration, we had the iPhone app, the iPad app, just everything was just, you know, there's this perfect example when just timing is just right and it just mm-hmm. made sense. And suddenly uh, I had to hire somebody who spoke Japanese and and and, and translate pay, web, web page to Japan. And then later I flew to Japan to promote Nosby. So it was just really crazy. Yeah. And I, I remember once you told this crazy story about the time you were in Japan when there was this this massive earthquake. Yes, the timing was again timing was perfect. I went to promote Nozobi exactly uh, when the when the when the, when the big uh, earthquake hit. So I was there um but I was lucky that uh, it didn't affect me but uh, it was it was uh, interesting. Yeah, and I I I I think you like just literally overnight you you added this feature to uh, to publicly share templates uh, in Nosby. Yeah, this was the this exa- again. It was it was so it was amazing. The whole trip to Japan, it was it was it was surreal. Because first, when I came to Japan, on the first day, I already s- s- um, uh, felt an earthquake. It was the pre-shock of the big one, mm-hmm. and I was on the 18th floor of a hotel, so I was pretty scared. You can imagine. I've never had an, felt an earthquake before, and now I'm on the 18th floor of a hotel. So what should <laughs> I do now? The earth is shaking, but but then we had the press announcement. It was you know everything was great. We were in Tokyo and everything was fine, and then we traveled south, and then the big earthquake hit, and we were totally confused what to do because we had the whole you know press uh, promotion you know uh, lined up, but. We didn't feel like promoting Nosby anymore because, you know, everybody was concerned about the earthquake, about the tsunami and about the consequence of that. And this is, again, when my connection with Evernote, with, uh, with, with, uh, with, with local, you know, Japanese people came, uh, came, to, came back because we, we decided to do something special and to use Nosby as a platform to share project templates. So something that we have right now is Nosby How. Uh, the first version of it was public Nosby. It was called public Nosby. And the idea was that you could, with a one click, uh, create a project in Nosby and with one click, share it publicly and have a short link to, to, to publish. And again, coming back to the smartphones and phones, in Japan, in Japan at that time, it was 2011, still the, the smartphone was like a dumb phone, was like a normal phone with HTML thing. So mm-hmm. the idea was that we had to launch this public Nosby feature um, this way that you could share it publicly, but also it would should it should work on these, you know, sm- you know, stupid phones, on these, you know, normal phones that would just read HTML. So the idea was to make Nosby um, like share projects, share t- tasks, because people needed instruction. People in the times of, cr- of crisis, they need instructions. What to do, uh, like, uh, addresses of local um, help shelters, uh, things to, to, to mind, uh, things to take care of, uh, people to see, like, like all these things. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so, so this was the idea, the public Nosby. And uh, we, we had a brain, so instead of, you know, on, our, on one of our, you know, uh, uh, places where we were uh, promoting Nosby, instead of promoting Nosby, we were doing a brainstorming session with the Japanese people, how to do, go about it, how to build it. And then uh, we had a, a dinner, we discussed it a little bit more, and then I went to my hotel room and I started coding. I started writing the code for this. I wrote the code until I think it was three or 4 a.m. Wow. And then at 4 a.m. I almost almost passed out. But then 4 a.m. in Japan 
It was uh, at night in, in Poland. I called Tomasz, our CTO, and I told him what, what, what we are going to do. Uh, he built some things for me as well in the, in the same time. So for him, it was Saturday morning already. So in Saturday, on Saturday morning, he was working as well. And then, so basically in 24 hours, thanks to the time zones and you know, things like that, we, we launched the feature. You know, 24 hours, we launched you know, public Nosby. And uh, it was a great success. It was a great success, like, not, not commercially, because it wasn't the case, but it spread all over Japan. People were sharing public templates. And I have even a booklet, like a whole like, thick booklet of all the templates uh, piled together. There were wow. people, social media guys, who just totally immersed in the, pro- in, in the project. They, they took it as their own and started spreading uh, these templates, creating templates, building templates uh, for people. And um, according to our stats, 40% of our public templates, public Nosby templates, were used in, in, this, um, in, the, in the Japan area, in the northern Japan area, where they were needed the most. Wow, that's, that's really awesome. So we're at 2011, and at the time, what, iPhone 4 launched, uh, and Android was what was a thing, not, not just like very early, but like Android, cheap Android devices were, were starting to pop up everywhere. Uh, like the the smartphone was was not just like starting to become a thing; it was like already a thing that uh, that was taking over the world. Yeah, and uh, and and what was also uh, um, important was this change from the web to O suddenly to back to the desktop again, you know. And 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 we also launched Nosby on the Mac App Store. It was a new thing that Mac App Store launched, uh, and also as you said, the Android. So we had to build the Android uh, version of Nosby, which was totally new for us. I remember I bought this Nexus phone. Um, I was totally confused how it worked, but anyway, I I, I got it, and um, we started building for that. So in 2013, uh, 12, 2013, it was the moment where we realized that we should be building this all in house. You know that we should we should that that. Mobile is no longer the additional mimic gimmick uh, gadget. It's is the thing. You know, we should have a coherent, um, a coherent uh, uh, environment. I remember, thanks to our connection with Evernote, I was uh, uh, like, again, it was a company that I I, I I had you know lots of you know contact with. Uh, I I was um, uh, once uh, dining with um, Phil Libin, the CEO of of Evernote, and he told me that he was looking at Nosby and he was like saying, Michael, um. You shouldn't be doing this like that. You have to have a coherent space. And at that time, Evernote was the example of how to do it. They had all the apps. They had all the apps for all the platforms. So he was, you know, he was doing it right, and I wasn't yet. And and that's why you know, he was saying, Michael, you should, you know, you should totally rethink the strategy. This is not, you know, how should you should go about it. And in 2013 is when we launched Nosby 1.5. You know, it wasn't really 1.5. It was like third version of Nosby already or fourth, but we called we called it 1.5 because we launched the same app on all the platforms. You know, the, or the same similar version of the app on all of all the platforms. So it was uh, it was a breakthrough because then we had a complete suite of apps. We had we had the whole package. So 2013 was the moment where we. So just think about it. You know, 2007, 2008. So six six years six years in, we had the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So like in 2011, there was the web app, which was the 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 second version, not the original. It, it was rewritten, yeah. I believe, at some point. Um, then in the meantime, there was like uh, a few iterations for the iPhone app. Yeah. Uh, there's the original web app. Then there was the Vietnamese uh, App Store app and the the Macoscope app. 
Um, there was a primitive uh, Android uh, app. Was that a native app? No, no, it was already uh, built, you know, with um, with the web technologies. We we didn't oh. have a native uh, Android app uh, at any point. Yeah, it, it it must have been pretty bad. <laughs> oh yes, it was. It was it was really bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, but back then, really, <laughs> everything was bad. So if it yeah, worked, it was already great. You know, again, I would I will come back to this idea, um, which is really important. Useful, as long as what you're doing is useful. It's already okay, you know? I mean, of course, you want to be better, you know, we want to improve, and we are completely trying to improve all the time. But as long as it's useful, it's already okay, you know? It's already, uh, it gets the job done, you know? And it was it was our first goal to, to make it, you know, to, to get the job done. Yeah, and I think you, you kind of glossed over an important um, change, which is, I think, 2012. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2012. Which is that before that there was a web app and, and there was the, these these simple primitive um, mobile apps, but in, in 2012, like there was a change in in how um, how this app was was approached. So it was still a web app, but it wasn't like a web page. It, it wasn't just you know built the way uh, Basecamp, for example, was was built uh, at the time. Instead, like we had something that was built using HTML and CSS and JavaScript, but it was it acted like an app. It acted like a native app. So instead of just being rendered by the web server, it it had its own local copy of the data. It started syncing with it. It had the the UI kind of structured the way you you would uh, in a native app. And I think in 2012 is when you joined the company. Yeah, that's true. And I think in 2012, we joined the company because you wrote me an email that you had this app, Tadam, right? Yes, that's that's correct. I launched it on June 7th, the app. And soon after it, I, I wrote you an email because I, I knew you were a productivity guru and blogger on the web. I knew you, you were a Mac user. And so I thought, huh, it'd be cool if, 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 this, if this guy wrote about this little app I made, you know, a productivity tool for the Mac. Um, and actually, it's, it's so funny, you mentioned Basecamp um, or 37 Signals at the time. But actually, the, the reason why I knew you on the internet was that you had this magazine called Productive Magazine, and you had an interview with Jason Fried, and, and Jason um, posted a link to Productive Magazine on Signal versus Noise, and that's how I I knew the magazine and and knew of your existence. Yeah, it was a it was a great story because in 2011, uh, I, I think in the fall of 2011, Jason uh, and 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 David uh, of 37 Signals they announced that they are going to do a, a workshop uh, on how they work in Chicago, and and I decided, you know. Thanks to these guys, I launched my company. Thanks to these, thanks to them, thanks to their inspiration, I, I I did it all, you know. And I keep learning from them. I should pay a tribute. I have to go there. Yeah. So I paid for the fee uh, for the workshop, and I paid, of course, my my travel expenses. And I was the only one on the workshop who traveled from from outside of the US to be there. Wow. And um, and it was fantastic. I met them in person, and I met both David and and and, and I also met Ryan Singer and and yeah. Sam Stevenson, the, the the guy who created Prototype JS. So the same JavaScript library that that that, that basically taught me JavaScript. Yes. So I was really happy. I met all these gurus back then, 
but you know, as you can see, this all is this all you know links together because thanks to my interview uh, published on the Proactive Magazine, then you read it and and you got you saw the link and you yeah. you know got to know me and you wrote to us. Uh, yeah, and and it just so happened that you needed my help because you had this 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 Mac app on Mac App Store. Um, you know, um, still a web app wrapped in a Mac app, but distributed as a native app on Mac App Store. Um, and because of like some some changes in the Mac App Store guidelines, you know, just boring stuff, but it stopped working. You, you couldn't get it past review and you didn't have any expertise on iOS and Mac uh, in-house at the time. And, it, you know, I was just there trying you to promote my app, which you did, and it didn't really do anything, but uh, you needed my help, and that's that's how we started. Uh, you gave me a, a really simple, small contract for me to fix this. Yeah, I mean, this is how entrepreneurs work. I mean, like, we connect the dots. So, like, there is this young guy who says he's got this, you know, Mac app. So he obviously knows more than me about building apps for the Mac because <laughs> he built this app and he shipped it. So, okay, I'll help him promote this, but uh, actually I need his expertise and I can search for some other guys, but he just emailed me. So let's just, you know, <laughs> let's just ask him if he can help. And and you did, and you did help us. And we got on the Mac app store back and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, funny enough, just just yesterday I was refactoring this this code, the first code I wrote in Nosby in I think July or August 2012, and it was horrific. It was really really bad, <laughs> but it worked uh, until it now. It worked. It got the job done again. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are you know making this a very long episode. So. Um, so going forward, uh, 2013, well, as, as, as I said, was the moment where we decided to have the ecosystem. And 2014 was the NOSB 2.0. So it was a big thing because we really designed mobile first. So it was it was the big step that we designed NOSB 2.0 as mobile first app. So first, how it, how it should look on the iPhone and then how it can you know propagate, you know, how can it be big, bigger and better on the Mac? The, the idea being that the mobile app is no longer this gadget. This is the main thing. This is how people will use Nosby most of the time. So we should focus on the user experience for Nosby on the iPhone first, and then on the on the you know on the on the mobile on the smartphone first, and then from there uh, build the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, in 2013, uh, for a time there were two apps. We called them Nosby Desktop and iNosby. So that was the the, the desktop-sized web app, it also worked on iPad, and the mobile-sized web app, which was really, really bad. Um, and we wanted something like the desktop app, but to be a bit better and universal. So we started working on it uh, in mid-2013. I remember the, the first time when we were having like a little Nosby reunion. That was, I believe, in August... Yeah, uh, or maybe July 2013, we came together. Yes, um, the the development team in in Wrocław. Yes. it was the first time I, I I saw your faces. I only met you and Tomasz before when you came to me to Torun. Yeah, uh, and we started figuring it out in 2013. We launched it, and what you the app we have now is 
a you know multiple iterations, uh, but on, on top of on top of that product, which which started in twenty thirteen. Yeah, totally. So uh, it was uh, right now. Nosby three is is as you said is multiple iterations of the same product. So uh, it it uh, it has changed substantially, but it's still you know based on the same concept. And as you can see now, I mean, when you go to Nosby, uh, Nosby on the uh, iPhone has the same, you know, similar user experience as on the on the Mac. I mean, you know, the same navigation and things like that. So we we stuck with it, and uh, we think it. I mean, you know, going back, to, you know, I think was good choice because um, this is how how Nosby really started shining on the on the smartphone. And when I started using Nosby a lot on the smartphone, yeah. Today it it, it really you know going back through this history, it, it it really amuses me how bad we are at naming things. So oh, yeah. uh, you mentioned Nosby 2.0, but there was a Nosby 2.0 in 2009. Yeah. And there was like a, um, the, the Nosby desktop was the third iteration of, of Nosby, but there was Nosby for desktop 1.0. And then yeah. that was the main thing. So we started going with that numbering system. And then we had Nosby 2.0 again after... Uh, what four years or or, or five years uh, again? Now we have Nosby Free again. The fourth iteration of the whole thing, not even counting the 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 mobile apps. Yeah, but 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 it it just reflects how the technology was changing. You know that like the mobile, the desktop, the the web, how it all you know it was confusing. It was confusing at that time. I mean, coming back now, it's things are obvious, but at that moment we didn't know. Uh, you know which horse to bet on. You know, is it the web? Is it the desktop? Is it the mobile phone? Is it the iPhone? Like, what's going? You know, everything. You know, when you li- listened to the, the technology commenter, the commentators, and everything, everybody, they would say iPhone is doomed. No, no, iPhone is the new thing. Um, iPad is doomed. No, this is the new thing. It, it, <laughs> it was just totally confusing. So, again, coming back, the idea of being useful. We try. We always try to stay useful to make a useful thing, to make a useful product, and see where the but always watch out where the puck is going, you know, see where things are going and change. And yes, coming back, when you think about it, it wasn't, you know, consequential. It, there were there were some lots of, you know, holes in the whole system and numbering and everything like that and the num- and hmm. naming things. But we had to figure this out, you know, and now <laughs> we are doing Nosby 3.0 and 3, like 3x and uh, we'll see where, the, where it leads us. <laughs> yeah, uh, our history is messy, but hindsight is always twenty twenty. Exactly, and um, for me, for me, uh, what, what what's rewarding with this is that first of all, like I get to work um, at technology sector where it's changing all the time, and I love the change. And and second thing, uh, I get to buy the newest gadgets because to be on the cutting edge is cool, mm-hmm. and then you learn new things. And uh, I had to buy the Apple Watch because we decided to do an right. Apple Watch app in 2015. Sure. And, <laughs> and I still use it on my Apple Watch. So, so like all these things, it's crazy. Here's to another 10 years. <laughs>